Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is Thursday, April 6, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's headlines, the rise of BRICS. Next, China threatening a blockade around Taiwan. And finally, President Macron meeting with Xi Jinping while Paris burns. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the POSO Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash POSO. Sign up today. It's called the POSO Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash POSO. Totally free. The POSO Daily Brief. Since the Second World War, the whole world was uh, has been uh, dominated by one single country, the United States. Um, and this uh, scenario, uh, this kind of position, is changing quite rapidly. Organizations like the BRICS, um, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, plus South Africa, um, has a great deal of connections with the rest of the world. Uh, Iran sits at the uh, a very important uh, position uh, in China's Belt and Road Initiative. China's Belt and Road Initiative, especially the economic belt, in other words, the uh, economic connections overland, um, in, uh, starting from the western part of China through Central Asia, and and then um, extending um, all the way through the uh, the Middle East, including Iran um, and Turkey and. And, and all the ways to central um, to, to, to Eastern Europe and uh, to Central Europe all the way to Duisburg, uh, Germany. Of course, Iran is a um, major energy exporter um, in gas and uh, oil and also minerals. And uh, these are very, very important because these are the very things uh, China wants. Um, and China's uh, trade, uh, likewise, um, with uh, Russia, also very rich in resources. And China is the world's largest uh, energy importer. And of course, China exports its um, um, affordable um, uh, products, uh, which could improve the lives uh, of the people all around. The rise of the BRICS nations. So Mexico, America's closest neighbor, a country where you would think that the economic heft, the weight of the United States of America might, I don't know, play a role in getting Mexico to stay on board with America's foreign policy. They're also, by the way, a member, a former member of NAFTA, we remember this, and now a part of the US-Mexico trade agreement. But under the current administration, they've decided to enter into a new economic agreement. And Mexico, this is how bad our foreign policy has gotten. That our own southern neighbor, a country that by all rights, if the United States were a great power, that we would be able to have favorable relations with, a country that we should have incredible trade with, a country that we should be able to, and by the way, that doesn't mean 
shipping all our jobs down there, like, of course, we've seen. No, but we should have favorable relations and favorable trade with Mexico. But what do we have? You look at the mismanagement of this relationship. We've allowed the cartels to basically dictate whatever they want, dictate their terms. We've allowed them to flood our country with fentanyl and killing as many people as possible, especially our youth. Um, We've allowed the cartels to commit horrific acts of violence on both sides of the border. We do very little about it whatsoever. And in exchange, what's going to happen? Oh, they're going to go ahead and join China, who is the leader of BRICS. And don't for a second you think otherwise. Don't for a second think otherwise. They're the senior partner of BRICS. Brazil, India, South Africa, Russia, they're all together. You know who else is getting in on it? Saudi Arabia and Iran. In fact, the Saudis are saying that the era of U.S. influence in the Middle East is also waning. Now, what does this mean? This means that BRICS is taking the place. They're backfilling it. Now, I've talked about this for a while, how we are moving to an era of multipolarity. And this is also, all things being equal, this is also why the United States would be better served reforming itself under what I talked about yesterday, the new American Republic. And what do I mean by this? This is actually something that the America First movement has been talking about for a long time, but possibly not put in such terms. If we are going to be in a competitive world where we're going to have to compete with BRICS, we're going to have to compete with OPEC, we're going to have to compete with Russia, obviously, for uh, oil and gas sales around the world, then does it make sense for the United States to also pursue these adventures and designs of global empire at the same time as trying to force the rest of the world to adopt our economic policies? It makes no sense whatsoever. None. What? Now, the of course, in the past, this has always been an implicit threat. Essentially, do business with us or you'll be invaded. Join our system and accept our whatever democracy amount of democracy you want or or is demanded i should say by the regime and you'll be pushed in well that old republic is gone and it was a slow gradual process but the new regime is in power now biden is a figurehead at most he's not actually in control of any of this i've always pointed out that in foreign policy victoria newland seems to be the one who's mostly in control. But why do you see the rest of the world doing this? Simple. They see the United States in chaos. They see that the United States is losing influence, economic influence, diplomatic influence around the world. And so what are they going to do? Of course, they're going to cut deals with China. Of course, they're going to cut deals with Russia. The Saudis, the Iranians, that's absolutely what they're going to do. And so from the perspective of the United States, We need to understand, and potentially that means renegotiating alliances, re-understanding our position in the world, re-examining our position in the world. The fact that Mexico, a country that by rights should be our closest neighbor after Canada, is going to join this alliance, represents a massive failure on the part of the entire American foreign policy establishment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, on the heels of the second largest bank failure in U.S. history and the 
eighth interest hike within a 12-month period. 186 more banks are at risk of collapsing. Your bank could be next unless the Fed did what they just did back in March and print $300 billion out of thin air market, making your dollar worthless. Not to mention the recession risk that could have a significant impact on your investment and retirement accounts. Take my advice, protect your financial future with something real, gold and silver from my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your front door. Since the beginning of time, there's only one universal currency, and that is a value, and that is gold. Look, President Trump even talked about the threats to the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating in the industry, five stars with TrustLink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You can invest with confidence because of the quality and service of Allegiance Gold. After I found Allegiance Gold, I found out that you can get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase, and then we set up protectwithposo.com for you today. Don't let the Fed play Monopoly with our money, your family's money. Protect your family's future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithposo.com. China has launched an inspection of ships in the Taiwan Strait that includes moves to board vessels. Taiwan has denounced the one-sided inspections and says it will not cooperate the move comes amid heightened tensions between China and Taiwan. Taiwan's president held talks with the U.S. House Speaker this week, the first to take place in the United States in decades. The brief visit came despite warnings from China, which rejects Taiwan's self-governance and views the island as part of its own territory. Okay, so tensions mounting around Taiwan Island exactly as we predicted. If you've been following along at home, we know that this has been in the cards since Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Now, the United States, of course, is pushing back. So China has announced these inspection operations because understand from the Chinese perspective, they say that Taiwan is part of China. Taiwan also, by the way, says that Taiwan is part of China. They just argue who should be the legitimate government of China. They disagree. Taiwan claims it should be them. Beijing claims it should be them. Obviously, Beijing has the bigger military here. So for them to say they're conducting inspection operations, this would be the best way for China to be able to institute a backdoor blockade. Because remember, under their law, they view all Taiwanese ports as domestic ports of China that are underneath Chinese military sovereignty of the CCP. So from their perspective, again, Taiwan to them is a rogue province. And we discussed this in our China file series. They view the island of Taiwan as a essentially a rebel island controlled by a provincial government that has essentially sought de facto independence in these relations with the United States and others. Obviously, the, the, the real history is much longer than that. The Republic of China was the original government of all of China until 1949. And so what's going on right now? Speaker McCarthy meeting with the president of Taiwan Island in California. That's going on right now. But the supercarrier, the USS Nimitz, the flagship of Carrier Strike Group 11, 
is on maneuvers about 400 nautical miles east of Taiwan. They're conducting military exercises with who? The Japanese Maritime Self-Defense Force and the Republic of Korea, the South Korean Navy. Why is that significant? That's significant for two reasons. Number one, because the Japanese and the Koreans, at least from a defense standpoint, do not always work very well together. They do not have a history of this. Korea still has a lot of feelings on their side regarding World War II and the atrocities of Imperial Japan. But the second most important issue is that the Chinese aircraft carrier, the Shandong, is operating in the very same waters east of Taiwan Island. Those waters, by the way, are close to some of the largest shipping routes in the entire world. And tens of billions of dollars in exports come off of Taiwan Island every single year. This is a huge superconductor hub for the entire world. And I wish those businesses, by the way, had never left Silicon Valley. That's why Silicon Valley is called Silicon Valley, by the way, because they used to make all the chips there. It's where they made all the silicon. But uh, obviously, that's moved around the world. Taiwan has beaten the pants off of us. I would love for those businesses to come back and those industries to come back. But this is the current situation. What else is happening? So that so they're 400 miles off. The Chinese aircraft carrier is 200 miles off. If they were able to conduct those operations and say we're inspecting every commercial vessel that goes into Taiwan, what happens then when Taiwan says no? The Taiwanese flagship says we are not going to submit to this interdiction. We're not going to submit to your patrol. We're not going to stay in. Well, let's look at this, folks. Obviously, you can see Taiwan Island, it's it's very small. It is 17 times smaller than the country of Ukraine. It's about 1.5 size times the size of New Jersey. So that island also obviously very, very close to mainland China. Additionally, a blockade could be devastating for Taiwan because nearly 90% of Taiwan's energy and their energy supplies are all imported their oil, their liquid natural gas, their coal. It's all imported from us in the U.S. and also the Persian Gulf. So a blockade for them is more than just a military exercise. It could mean life or death. It could mean cutting them off from energy. And their reserves are very, very small. And don't even get me started on the fact that renewable energies are going to be doing anything for them. By the way, this energy security issue for Taiwan could have been potentially prevented had Taiwan sought more nuclear energy. And yet, there was a movement that you can guess who was supporting that, a movement on Taiwan Island to stop and actually ban nuclear energy from the island, even though it is a key security uh, risk for the island, they decided not to go down the nuclear power route. No, 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 no. They decided to continue sticking with the route of importing 90%. Now, the measure did fail, but they've still failed to really pursue this. And this is a huge problem that I see with a lot of these countries, the same problem that Germany found themselves in when it came to the Ukraine war, because so much of their energy was reliant on fossil fuels. And that's fine, by the way, 
if you want to go down that route, but also you need to have security over those imports if you are going to import your resources. And why wouldn't you, why wouldn't any country seek to use fourth generation nuclear? You would solve the problem of getting into situations like this, because at this point you've walked into a ravine and you are entirely surrounded. And so can Taiwan rely on the United States? Will the, will the United States not only send this aircraft carrier, but would the USS Nimitz under President Biden be willing to actually fight to break that blockade under President Biden? I don't know. We'll see. And isn't it a coincidence that all of this happens just a couple days after the party in power here in the United States arrested their top political opponent? There are no conspiracies, but there are coincidences. Folks, you got to start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. For decades now, your liver helped you with over 500 key functions every day. It's time you help your liver. There is a solution, Liver Health Formula. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that will help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the USA and approved by American doctors. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. You'll also receive four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash poso and claim your five free bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash poso. France will be a guest of honor in future relations and future events when we focus on striking a new balance. Because we need to ensure that companies working within the Chinese borders can do so normally. Coming closer over Saudi Arabia and Iran, which is a welcome change. We could also speak of Lebanon and the sense of stability that needs to be brought into the region. We could also talk about the situation in North Korea and Iran. But to speak of peace and stability today, Obviously, that means we have to speak of war, war that is being waged by Russia in Ukraine. Also, we take very seriously the matter of nuclear powers. And if you understand that France agrees with you in saying that nuclear warfare should not be part of any way forward. is on fire as Emmanuel Macron is over in Beijing sucking up but also trying and failing to win over Xi Jinping in this meeting they just had and this is ridiculous the whole thing is completely upside down you've got Emmanuel Macron in Beijing 
telling Xi Jinping, totally misreading the situation, by the way, totally misreading who needs who in this situation. She doesn't need Macron. Macron needs China. And so they've decided to continue their economic relationship. They've even said, we must continue our economic relationship. Meanwhile, back in Paris, they're storming the offices of BlackRock, or at least the building that the BlackRock offices are in. Protesters there briefly stormed it over the privatization of the pension system in France, as well as the raising of the retirement age from 62 to 64. Now, keep in mind, this is the same thing here in the United States that our social security system is. It's essentially a nationwide pension that we're all supposed to pay into and that eventually we expect to at least get some of. Well, for people who have been paying in their entire lives, how do you think it feels if the government suddenly comes in and tells you you're not going to have that anymore? Okay. Just, just understand how people are going to react. This is how they're going to react. And they see it as benefiting who? Benefiting places like BlackRock. And so that's why you're starting to see them actually targeting the World Economic Forum's operation arm. And I've called this out many, many times. BlackRock itself. Now, again, again, we don't do violence around here. We do peacefully, politically, and patriotically. That's what we do around here. But when you look at the anger that's out there, this anger against Macron, this anger against what the neoliberal order is doing at the same time that he's over there trying to suck up to Xi Jinping, who, by the way, even Politico pointed out he committed a major faux pas because Xi Jinping had. So when two leaders. OK, this is just basic one on one level diplomacy. I think everybody should know this, that when the world leaders are speaking and you go and speak in someone else's country and you're welcomed in and you're treated as a peer, as Macron was probably the last time, Macron decided to speak for twice as long as Xi Jinping. He doesn't understand the basic rules of diplomacy or even just, I don't know, politeness, formality, manners. He seems to not even get this. So he spoke for twice as long. And then during the diplomatic remarks at the press conference, he started going into castigating Xi Jinping again, saying, you need to push Russia to end the war in Ukraine. You need to do more. You need to go in. It brought up sanctions at one point. This is ridiculous. This is not how you get, this is not how you negotiate. Emmanuel Macron, you're an idiot when it comes, you know what you need? You need to read one time The Art of the Deal. Have you ever read it? Because I don't know if they still do this, but you know, business schools used to actually have Art of the Deal as the center of their MBA classes. They understood that the negotiation skills in and taught him and imparted in that book that Donald Trump used when he was a businessman are just classic examples of the best ways to negotiate. And, not, and one of them is not insulting the person that you're trying to get something out of. That's probably the last thing you're supposed to do, especially going to their own house and doing that. Manuel Macron is an absolute fool. He pushed through this pension reform without even a single vote. He's the one 
who's ruling as an autocrat right now. Not Xi Jinping in this instance, even though obviously Xi Jinping is a dictator, but not Viktor Orban, not President Trump. He never did anything like this. And yet Macron is going to sit up there and say he stands for democracy. What is it? Egalitarianism, fraternity, liberté. No, I don't think so. I think that what he's doing is designed to implement the World Economic Forum agenda. And what you're seeing there is Xi Jinping telling Macron, because he knows, by the way, that Macron isn't just there on his own behalf, that he is an agent of the globalist American empire, the World Economic Forum's lackey, their little page boy. And he's telling the page boy, go and tell your masters, like Mr. Klaus and Mr. George, that I am no longer for sale. I'm not going to be the junior partner anymore. I'm going to be the senior partner. And that's exactly what's going on. He's telling him and treating him like a page boy. Because guess what? Xi Jinping can see what's going on inside Paris. He knows this guy can't even control his own capital, can't even control his own people. He's running around here sucking up. Our leaders have put the West in the worst position that we've been in in 50 years. And we need to understand that that's been the theme of today's show. No wonder the U.S. dollar is tanking. No wonder the globalist American empire is getting more and more desperate. The prime minister of Finland just lost her election. She was just removed from office. Do you understand? People can sense what's going on now and they want change before it all crashes down around us. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.